Welcome to Masala PTI with your hosts, Ravi and Arvind. Pardon these Indians as they take you on a unique and wild ride around the world of sports. Hello everybody, we are back again. Um, sorry, it's been a while. Uh, Ravi, it's been mostly my fault this time. I have a lot of travel. Anyway, welcome to Masala PTI with your hosts uh, Aravind and Ravi after a short uh, break. Maybe we've been off for like five or six weeks, Ravi, and a lot has happened in the time that we should uh, talk about. Hey, absolutely, Aravind, and I share with you the uh, the feeling of guilt and kind of being missing in action for the past few weeks, but... Uh, the good news is that uh, the time that we've been away, there's so much that's happened. It only means that there is so much that we can talk about uh, now and in the weeks coming up. Absolutely. I think the main focus, of course, is the season, NFL season is in full swing. Not to mention the NBA season is almost upon us and college football is in full swing as well, as well as uh, baseball playoffs. But of course, uh, we spend a lot of time on this show talking about football and NFL so what I thought, Ravi, was we'll just do a quick, uh, uh, you know, take stock of uh, where we are in the season and just make a, a quick hit on all 32 teams in the league. Essentially, this is what I, I was thinking, a game called reality and fantasy. So where we say, where are these 32 teams in the real NFL? Uh, with respect to, are they about where we expected them to be, or are they better, worse, whatever, right? And also whether or not they are true, legitimate playoff contender. Now we all know only uh, six teams from each conference make it to the playoffs, but there are quite a few contenders, and I thought we would identify them now. And of course, down the road we'll be picking those teams, and you know things will work itself out. I just thought we'll take stock of the situation both in terms of what we expected at the beginning of the season and where these teams are now plus also add a fantasy twist to it where per team just a quick thought on one fantasy element whatever that is you know you could say you were disappointed in someone you were pleasantly surprised you were you thought the offense would be better whatever right um so essentially our thoughts per team on both the fantasy and the uh, real NFL. What do you think about that? Sounds fantastic. Uh, in fact, uh, I intentionally tried not to make any notes for any of the teams uh, because uh, a lot of this uh, uh, you know, probably comes best out of instinct. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to both the reality and the fantasy side of it. You have not even made notes on your favorite uh, Cleveland Browns? <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is a good uh, uh, point to make because I was thinking maybe not today because, again, we will be covering in a quick manner all of the 32 teams. But I was uh, going to suggest that maybe in one of our subsequent shows we should go back to some of our projections from before the season and see where we are doing in terms of tallying uh, with, with, with some of our early projections. Definitely, yeah, I, I was thinking about that too. But uh, we are not there yet, right? We have to wait till the uh, 
end because uh, what if some of these terms turns turn around and make us look better with our uh, projections <laughs> but today yeah sure, we'll, we'll, sure. yeah we'll just cycle through these teams and uh, in honor of the browns let's start with uh, afc north so i'll start with the browns i'll go first and you go next okay. uh my thoughts are there about where i expected them to be as if you remember i've not been very high on them uh i think uh this is about where i thought they would be uh you know the baker mayfield is still in his second year suddenly everybody seemed to treat him like he's the second coming of tom brady in this off season and i was scratching my head a little bit and i'm like where is all this hype coming from he may be good in a few years but he's still going through the uh learning pain that's that's my thing on their team as far as playoff goes i think they're not going to make it uh in terms of fantasy uh definitely i i again i didn't expect much from him uh i would say i'm a little disappointed in obj i thought he would put up a little bit better numbers and of course i would say uh chubb has been probably where i you know i would have expected him to be he's been pretty good uh, a little inconsistent maybe but pretty good so those are my thoughts on fantasy uh but in reality i think they're exactly where i thought they would be how about you yeah and uh, just exact opposite to what your projections were, were uh, i expected the browns to win their division if you remember and as mm-hmm. such uh, you know we are starting off with total egg in my face as far as the browns are concerned i think uh, they're probably the most disappointing team thus far in the season and in my mind when i think the blame squarely lies on the shoulders of uh, obviously baker being nowhere close to what everyone thought he was going to be but also yeah. freddy kitchens i mean he seems to be way over his head in regards to uh, you know being a head coach and uh, also taking on you know the oc responsibilities and i think uh, they just look like a shabbily run uh, team on the field in terms of fantasy completely agree with you i think chubb has been a start an absolute superstar whereas uh, beckham and baker have been exactly the opposite yeah. and i think uh, if i'm not wrong uh, baker was what either the number 3 or the number 4 qb picked up right in the in most drafts yes. and i think uh, if he has already not been i think he's close to being utterly droppable in any you know 12 team uh, standard uh, fantasy league and beckham along similar lines i'm assuming was drafted as a high end wide receiver one uh, expectation and uh, similar to another one of his wide receiver brothers in the mm-hmm. in the same division i think he's probably teetering on the on the on the border of uh low wide receiver one early wide receiver two at best yes yes agreed all right so quickly moving on to the bengals i think there's not much to say here uh i did <laughs> i did think their offense would be slightly better uh the coach came in with some you know offensive chops but it turns out it's not much uh, as far as fantasy goes yeah there's nothing to say 
I guess the disappointment would be Joe Mixon, right? I know you are a big fan of him in general. And I drafted him uh, in a couple of leagues as well. And he has been, a, uh, you know, it's been rough going for all of us uh, Mixon fans. But I think as far as um, the real NFL goes, I would say they are a little worse than I thought they would be, at least on offense. What about you? Yeah, see, speaking of the the, the real football piece of uh, it, uh, from a Bengals standpoint, it has been appalling to see that this was a team that a few years ago uh, was seen as a definite contender in that division, and they were unlucky to uh, right. kind of come across uh, the the Big Ben Steelers and the Ravens, the plucky Ravens with good defense in you know in most of those years. Mm-hmm. Now the team with a very which pretty with pretty much the same roster looks like one of if not the worst team in the entire NFL. Yeah. And that's kind of baffling to see. I mean for the longest time people used to blame Marvin Lewis for everything that was happening. Right. Uh, and, you know, the guy at the helm now, Zach Taylor, seems to be, I mean, I know it, it's a small sample set, but uh, still, it seems like a pretty uh, crappy organization top to bottom. And in regards to fantasy, I agree with you. To me, Joe Mixon has been a huge disappointment. I think, though, as is typically the case with running backs, a lot depends on their offensive line and yeah. the game script. And in both those areas i think mixon has had has 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 been given no favors by either their offensive line which is probably again one of the worst in the league and games script typically has dictated for the bengals to abandon the run and throw a lot and what's still though what's been curious is he's not been that involved in the passing game and that's something that i thought he was kind of known for yes yes agreed uh moving on to the steelers obviously uh, it's very hard to talk about them given all the injuries. Yes. Uh, but for me, if you know, I was pretty high on them. So even before uh, Ben got hurt, I think they were nowhere near where I thought they would be. So they've been a disappointment. They've been pretty much, uh, you know, way off of where I thought they would be. I thought they would be winning that division. Of course, both. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, I think we can safely say they are not in the playoff runnings. Um, in terms of fantasy, again, the whole uh, injury situation throws everything off kilter, right? Uh, I don't even know what to say, man, For uh, from a fantasy perspective. I guess I have to say James Conner is turning it around and uh, he's, he's doing well given everything else around him. Uh, because, you know, everybody from Juju and, you know, other receivers and, of course, Ben is gone, is a huge fantasy drop-off for anybody who invested in anything Pittsburgh. But Connor seems to be turning it around. So that's my fantasy thought, I guess, for Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think we are in alignment thus far and, you know, on, on every team. I think with the Steelers, I think it's been a, you know, it, the, the, the losing... Roethlisberger was a huge uh, unfortunate loss um, and then just when it seemed like uh, their backup uh, was kind of in, shaping into somewhat serviceable uh, as a quarterback I think they lost him as well what they are doing is to me a welcome surprise because they are doing it with defense uh, in the last couple of games and they are doing it with you know 
gadgetry like the wildcat and then some creative uh, running plays and so there's somehow some way by winning no style points they're basically uh, like staying afloat and i think that's something which has been admirable on the fantasy side however what that has translated to is absolute hell uh, for right. jojo smith schuster in particular and you know you and i can relate to his misery well because uh, i traded for him from you right so i was expecting uh, the jojo of old and instead uh, uh basically he is being used as an uh, you know an an all time decoy pretty much on every position in every game so he's been a disappointment i agree with you on corner the only thing with corner though is that compared to most other what you could define as stud rbs he tends to get injured a lot i mean in this season he's been in and out of at least three of the six games and that's something which never makes you as a corner owner kind of feel like you are settled at your number 1 running back slot right right i like the term corner owner <laughs> so <laughs> all right so so from that division pretty much oh we still have uh, the team that will probably win the division that should win the division ravens so i guess there um the team has been pretty good i think both in fantasy and reality the surprise and the story is pretty much Lamar Jackson right i think they are winning because of him and in fantasy as well he has been just terrific he's been fantastic um i guess from a fantasy perspective mark ingram has also been decent uh but really the story of this division probably is lamar jackson and of course they are a legitimate contender and i think uh, they probably will have a shot to go even deep in the afc playoffs yeah agreed that 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 again uh, corresponding to me saying that the browns would win that division and the ravens will not i think this is the uh, second major miss on my part i think the ravens look like far and away the cream of uh, this particular division in no small measure due to uh, how electric lamar jackson has looked i think uh, and you talking specifically on the real football side of it i think he's he seems like unguardable he seems like in a basketball parlance he seems like a curry or a clay when they are in their zone it feels like you know uh, there's nothing you can do against them and that's what lamar looks like pretty much every play of every game mm-hmm. uh, what has been from a fantasy standpoint though the surprise to me are the supporting parts to their offense each one of whom has kind of want to be a very significant points provider whether it is marquis brown mark andrews mark ingram and by the way just a, a slightly personal aside and a plug for you or close to you uh, in our league of record you picked up mark andrews if i'm not wrong in one of the last rounds yes and, yes uh, he's in my mind that was the pick of that particular draft wow yeah actually i forgot about that yeah i, I you know aside from lamar jackson he's probably been a big surprise and a, you know big contributor there as well exactly yeah cool so uh thanks for that yeah i picked him up literally in the last round of our uh, league of records draft um all right then you, do you want to do afc east yep let's do it the easiest uh, division for the last freaking 20 years So 
Patriots, what more can you say? Uh, they're 6 0. They're just in cruise control. I can't believe how many times they're. It almost feels like they're playing Dolphins or Jets every week. Uh, <laughs> uh, just the schedule is just so amazingly easy that it's almost like a college uh, schedule, right? Like Alabama playing North Dakota State or something like that. But um, real uh, NFL, uh, you know, league, they're pretty much, I think, a shoe-in for the Super Bowl from the AFC side. From a fantasy perspective, I think kudos to you. You picked Brady in one of our uh, leagues, and I think he has been a pleasant surprise. But the story is probably the New England defense. I've never seen a fantasy defense just put up 30 points every other week. That's just something I've never seen. A good defense is 15 to 20 points. Uh, But these guys are like throwing up 30 on the board pretty much every other week. It's been incredible to see that. But overall, I think fantasy-wise, their contribution has been, uh, I would say higher than um, I would have expected. But as far as the real NFL goes, yeah, I think they're just going to walk into another Super Bowl and uh, their challenge has to probably come from the other conference. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I again, agree with everything you said uh, in regards to there being minimal opposition for these guys, for the Patriots to win their division again. But to play a little bit of devil's advocate, what has been... Uh, kind of interesting for me to see, especially since I think the game against Buffalo, mm-hmm. their offense doesn't seem to be clicking as well as it did early on in the season, as well as it has been doing for the past several years. And I think they uh, miss Gronk more than uh, what the records show this year. And to your point, I think they've been playing a pretty cupcake schedule. As such, there's never been an issue in regards to them winning their games. Mm-hmm. But there have been times where whether it is Brady as a QB or the whole offense, as I mean, the whole team's offense, they sometimes just look very discombobulated. And I think at some way, shape or form, they do miss that safety valve uh, release uh, pressure reliever that uh, Gronk was for Brady. Yeah. And on the fantasy side, I think, uh, yeah, Brady has been quite dependable uh, but I think you know along the same lines of what I said uh, what uh, that what I said earlier their offensive skill positions haven't been as prolific as you would expect for a team that's 6-0 and but obviously that has been made up by their defense in fact just today I read somewhere that the New England defense is the second most if you remove QBs mm-hmm. they're the second most uh, the second highest scoring offensive skill player after Christian McCaffrey. Wow. As far that, in the season. That is... Uh, say that again? It's there. So, if you remove QBs for non-QB skill positions in fantasy, the New England defense currently is the oh, second okay. highest after CMC. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they've been just unbelievable. Now, speaking of their offense and their struggles against the Bills, let's talk about them next. I think they are a legit playoff Contender. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty impressed with them, uh, both defensively and offensively. They are kind of coming together. Offensively, I think Josh Allen is, uh, you know, more than serviceable, and I think he's going to get better and better as the season goes. Uh, in terms of fantasy, yeah, I don't think they have had big 
fantasy impact yet. Um, maybe Devin Singletary is somebody we should all keep an eye on, right? Uh, I think he may be the story of the second half of the season. But so far, I mean, Josh Allen has been decent. John Brown has been decent. But they're not at a signature fantasy presence. But in reality, I think in real uh, NFL, they're going to make the playoffs, I think. Yeah, and in fact, I'll be quick on the Bills because uh, A, I agree with everything you said, and B, to me, my impression of the Bills, both in reality and fantasy, uh, was you know best valid, best kind of exemplified in that game they played against the Tennessee Titans. It almost felt like two teams which are the same playing against each other. There is no frills, no thrills, no glamour, no you know major scoring going on. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the game. One team wins 13-10 or 10-7 or whatever. In fact, as you correctly said, Arvin, uh, you cannot pick any you know, skill player on the Bills and feel secure from a fantasy standpoint for that player to be part and parcel of your starting lineup. Uh, you know, even if you look at uh, Singletary or Frank Gore, I mean, these are very meh type of names. Right. Uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, these guys are winning games the hard way, playing solid defense. And for that matter, even their defense, if we move to the fantasy side of it, their defense hasn't been scoring that many fantasy points. Yeah. But they're kind of doing the right things to make sure the team you know, ends up on the winning end of the bargain. Exactly, yeah, you're right. Uh, Jets. So, Jets, I, I guess... They are about where I thought they would be, and of course they are not going to be a playoff contender. Uh, in terms of, I mean, that's all I have to say for uh, reality. In terms of fantasy, um, I think Sam Donald is interesting, right? I think moving forward, him and the old passing attack, I think is going to have some juice. And Le'Veon Bell, uh, I didn't know what to expect out of him uh, going in, Ravi, and I would love to hear what where you think he is with respect to where you thought he would be. I really stayed away from him in almost all my drafts because I just didn't know what to expect. To me, he has been decent, but I know he is nowhere near where he was at his peak, and a lot of people who drafted him are disappointed. But I, for some reason, correct me if I am wrong, I feel like he's been okay. He's, he's maybe my expectation was low for him. I'm like, uh, this is about this is okay. I can live with this if Le'Veon Bell is going to give this for me. If I'd known this, I might have even drafted him, maybe a little lower than where he went or whatever. But to me, it's almost like uh, I'm okay with where he is. But I think moving forward, Sam Donald and the receiving corps and maybe Le'Veon Bell too might see a good spike in uh, fantasy scoring. Reality-wise, I think they are where they are. I, I don't think they're going to be a big threat to anything. Hello? Le'Veon Bell is the number one bylo target. Uh, at this point in the season, uh, and for all the reasons you said, uh, which I agree with, uh, Sam Arnold being back and obviously the effect that has on their receiving core, and thus 
opening up lanes for Le'Veon Bell, who, by the way, also happens to be the, you know, the, the first of his kind in terms of being as good of a receiver as he as he is a running back. So I think things are only going to look upward for uh, for Le'Veon. On top of which, for the entire New York Jets uh, uh, team, and from a fantasy standpoint, for their skill position players. Weeks 9 through 16 or 9 through 15 is as much of a cupcake schedule as you can get. I think they play Miami twice. They play the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, that's uh, they, true. Right? They play a couple of other crappy teams. And I think Le'Veon, by the end of the season, will be at his ADP, uh, you know, irrespective of what his current uh, uh, stats are. So, I think that's... if... It, Given any chance, I would love to get my hands on him, but I'm sure that knowledgeable owners know what's in store for Le'Veon and it'll be tough to get uh, get him in any kind of a trade. Yeah, that's a good point. Their schedule, I noticed that too. Their schedule is getting real easy real soon. Uh, and, right. and then Donald, I think, is decent. Uh, he can make a few things happen. And of course... The worst team probably in all of football is uh, Dolphins. Um, I guess they they have been worse than what I expected. Of course, no, none of us expected anything from them anyways. In terms of fantasy too, I was... Uh, thank God I didn't really draft any of them. But, you know, I was tempted to touch some of their running backs, maybe even... Devontae Parker, every year I have a kind of a short-lived romance with him. Uh, and <laughs> this is the first year I have uh, stayed away from him. Now, actually, people are again writing about how he might be a good pickup and things like that. But anyway, uh, they have been a disaster, both from a fantasy perspective and reality perspective. And I was actually thinking about you when I was uh, making some notes about them because there are a couple of years where uh, Kenya and Drake uh, you did a great job picking him up when nobody knew about him and he did good for you. I, I'm like, where did that guy go, right? I mean, the, the whole yeah. offense is a complete mess. Yeah, it's it's funny that you are, you know, that, that you mentioned Drake because he was the one that I was also going to focus on in, in talking about the Dolphins. That there has to be something... Uh, that he uh, that that he does that rubs pretty much every coaching staff the wrong way because when you see him on the field you think that this is a guy that could be uh, you know your modern era bell cow running back not someone that's going to you know grind 30 uh, carries for like 120 yards but someone that can do what uh, James White does more than more effectively than James White. But instead, year after year, whoever the coach is, you find Kenyon Drake being in a timeshare, in a best-case scenario, in a two-way timeshare. Typically, though, it's almost like always a three-way timeshare. Yeah. Right from, if you remember, Damian Williams, Frank Gore, and Kenyon Drake were in a timeshare. And this year, it's this idiot called Kalen Balaj. Yeah. Who should not probably be playing in the XFL. <laughs> and then now there's this new guy, Mark Walton, uh, he kind of started last week ahead of Kenyon Drake, so I have no idea what you know what 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 is wrong with Kenyon Drake off the field because the talent definitely doesn't uh, map match with uh, you know what what the opportunity. And then 
the other person that I feel really bad about in Miami is Josh Rosen. I mean, if he thought getting traded away from the new trade Cardinals last year was kind of holy grail for him, uh, he's probably had a ruder shock getting to a team which is probably in a worse place than what he was used to before. Yeah, poor guy. He's been benched there as well. Uh, all right, let's not spend any more time on Dolphins, but... Uh, <laughs> Moving on to AFC South, which Ravi, I always find is one of the more boring uh, divisions. I don't know why. I, I, I mean, maybe because of the Jaguars and Titans and their quarterbacks or the lack thereof. Uh, I always look at this as a boring division. And I used to get really excited for the Colts when <coughs> Luck was there. Excuse me. But he's gone now as well. Uh, now I guess the... Exciting team in the division is obviously the Texans with Deshaun Watson. Let's uh, start with them first. Um, I think they are uh, been they have been up and down, but at four and two, I feel like they are where we thought they were, or they would be, or whatever that Denny Green yeah. quote was. Uh, they will be obviously a serious contender for the playoffs, um, along with Coles. Uh, fantasy wise, I feel like. DeAndre Hopkins have been surprisingly a letdown. Uh, even when Deshaun Watson is doing great, somehow it's not translating into uh, great uh, nights for days for DeHop, which has been really, really surprising. I thought, you know, death taxes and DeAndre Hopkins are the most certain things in life because he put up some great numbers, even with like, you know, a... Uh, uh, quarterback carousel where people just came in and out during certain seasons this guy was always consistent so that is one uh, one thing that on the fantasy side really caught my eye but in reality i think they are doing all right and they are uh, probably uh, in a good position to make a playoff push what do you think yeah so on the reality side i think you know much maligned bill o'brien has redeemed himself this year because I thought they were dealt a pretty rough hand in the preseason itself when they lost Lamar Miller and then they had, I forget who, but they had a couple of their linemen also uh, yeah. who had to be put on IR. So it felt like a pretty, you know, crappy uh, start to the season. Uh, but what they've done thus far is, you know, not only to kind of uh, stay afloat in their division, but as the last game showed, you know, in week six, uh, the way they kind of uh, did not flinch after uh, Pat Mahomes again started off all guns blazing and eventually ended up beating the Chiefs. I thought that was a signature victory for them. So I think uh, they deserve a lot of credit for that. Uh, I completely agree with you on Hopkins. And you know, Arvin, it's kind of hard for me to confess this, but... For the first few weeks, I assumed that, oh, it's just because there are too many mouths to feed and Fuller is finally, you know, back to being the Fuller of old and now they have Kenny Stills and Duke Johnson catching passes. Maybe that's the reason why, you know, the, the targets are being shared. But none of those things ever used to be problems in the past. And also, by the way, Hopkins used to be an uber stud even with you know, literal crap at quarterback. And now yeah. he has someone who's one of the best fantasy quarterbacks in the game. So last week's game, I kind of watched it a little closely and he doesn't look like the same player. He looks slower. Mm, I see. And I don't know if that's 
got anything to do with some hidden injury or whatever. And also, a lot of the targets that he's getting now, and again, this is based on at least the last two weeks that I've seen, are in and around the line of scrimmage. So there are no, hardly any of those, you know, deep, uh, uh, you know, rockets that uh, Deshaun Watson is super good at. I mean, most of them are now focused on Fuller. And Hopkins seems to be this intermediate or right off of the line of scrimmage type of uh, route runner. And that's kind of bizarre to see. But I agree with you on him. Yeah, so that, that may turn around in the second half, but so far it's been very weird uh, seeing his production. Yes. Now, now, the other team that has been, you know, uh, uh, pretty impressive, I would say, has been the Colts, who a lot of people had written them off after the uh, luck retirement. I have to say, they are pretty much where I thought they would be, too. I had some expectations for them, even without luck, uh, because they had invested some time in... Uh, 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 Jacoby Brissett and I think he's more than capable of just leading them to the playoffs and things like that. So I think they are a legitimate playoff contender. Um, in terms of fantasy, I think his consistency has been a pleasant surprise uh, as well as their uh, Marlon Mack with their running attack has been great as well. Uh, I would like to see a little bit more from T.Y. Hilton and which I think is coming in the second half. Uh, but other than that, they've been decent and reliable in fantasy as well. So both in fantasy and reality, this is one of the teams I feel like they have this balance, you know, almost like a run-pass balance. They're, what they are in fantasy and reality are almost like mirror image of uh, each other, I feel like. Very consistent, reliable, conservative, you know. They're not going to give you 50 points, but at the same time, high floor, you know, low ceiling, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, very, 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 very well said. Uh, I mean, I think uh, they, to me, are definitely the surprise team uh, of the season thus far. Um, uh, I think uh, it's, uh, in my mind at least, it was unfathomable for them to, you know, to be kind of hovering around 500 or maybe even a little above that without luck. And I think uh, kudos to them. I think kudos to them. And we've had offline discussions around how some of these. Uh, quarterback contracts have been so uh, ridiculously horrible like you know the one with Goff or Cousins and so on and so forth and if you compare that with what uh, the Colts did with Brissett right after uh, Luck uh, announced his retirement they just signed him uh, on a a two year I think what was a 30 million dollar deal which seemed uh, kind of nominal uh, but I think he's been great for them and I think he's been an ex- uh, exactly what they want as a game manager Right. and then winning with defense and by strong running and Mac has been great so speaking of fantasy I think Mac's been a, a you know a, a, a redeemable uh, aspect for them and T.Y. Hilton has been exactly the opposite of what he typically is known for you know he's typically one of those guys that has a you know, one long bomb every game and ends up with five for 114 and a touchdown. And off late, at least this season, he seems to be functioning much more in the you know, six catches for 50 yards and a touchdown, which serves his fantasy owners well, but yeah. it's not the T.Y. Hilton we know. Right. I would, I would expect a little bit more from him in the second half. Um, let's see if that comes to fruition or if I'm wrong. Uh, speaking of... Me being wrong, I think um, the next team, Jaguars, I, I, I'd I, say I've been wrong about them. 
Um, I've expected a little bit more from them, but then again, I guess uh, I have an excuse in Nick Foles' injury. But Gardner Minshew has been one of the cute stories of the season. But at the end of the day, at two and four, I really don't know where they are headed. Um, maybe nowhere. And uh, in terms of fantasy, I guess uh, DJ Shark is been a nice uh, revelation. And recently, I think Leonard Fournette is coming around too. So Ravi, he has been one of my favorite college players ever right i just loved watching that guy in in college and i have a lot of you know i have very high expectation for him so i'm always happy to see him do well i thought coming into the league i thought he is pretty much you know best running back in the league type potential uh he has been up and down uh but i'm i'm still holding hope that he'll be something great but this year, is, in fantasy-wise, I think he has been decent, but really it's uh, pretty much DJ Shark is the story from a fantasy perspective. I don't expect them to do much on either front outside of him. Um, and, you know, playoff at this point is pretty much out of the question. What is yeah, your... Again, uh, I think very succinctly put, I think in, in my mind, uh, on the reality side, the Jaguars have been defined by one name, Gardner Minshew. And on the fantasy side, I think, again, one name, DJ Chark. I think Minshew Mania is really, you know, here to stay. Uh, on a serious level, actually, he seems to have been, in my mind, other than Kyler, uh, the best rookie uh, uh, offensive skill player. I mean, not the best, but at least the most consistent uh, in regards to, uh, you know, playing at a certain level. And again, if you look at that relative to him coming from an absolutely uh, unknown uh, you know un, non-hyped uh, uh, pre-season uh, you know projection i think he's been, he's been he's been a breath of fresh air and dj chark you know i think when he plays he kind of reminds you of uh, those days of when to was at his peak or randy moss like where mm-hmm. it seems like there's no cornerback no secondary that can guard him as in you know when when he goes to his high point and naps some of his catches uh, in fact much uh, of the the biggest irony is i think uh, notwithstanding the fact that he's currently what top 6 top 7 in fantasy points scored he could have had at least one fourth more points in terms of touchdowns that he has lost due to penalties or long catches that he's kind of missed out on due to penalties. I think uh, that kid is something special and uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of a second round draft pick next year. Oh, nice. Any any other fantasy uh, musings about them or it's time you to... You know, it's, it's, it's weird and kind of sheepishly I have to admit that before the season the guy that I thought would be a secret uh, fantasy contributor from the Jaguars would be their tight end, Jeff Swain. Uh-huh. Um, and obviously, I don't even know if he's still on the team. <laughs> no, no one I can think of other than that. Okay, uh, that's fair. Um, the last team in this division that we need to talk about is the Titans again. Uh, what do you say about them? Two and four. 
uh, quarterback controversy, if you can even call it controversy, you know, Marcus Mariota is pretty much, uh, you know, been nothing like what we expected he would be when he came into the league. Um, in terms of fantasy, I think Derek Henry has been decent. Um, I always was suspicious about whether what he did last year was just a, a flash in the pan or whether it's something sustainable. Uh, so far, he's kind of like a top 15 running back, so he's not like amazing, but at the same time, he's hanging in there. Um, other than that, I can't even think of any other great fantasy uh, thoughts I have about them. I guess the, the the reality is they are not going to make the playoffs. They have to probably draft a quarterback next year. That's probably the most exciting part of their uh, season. What do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they announced earlier today that they're moving from Mariota to uh, Ryan Tannehill as their starting quarterback. And I bet Corey Davis and A.J. Brown and Delaney Walker are all having a party after <laughs> that. Because I think, uh, you know, the Titans are a boring team. They've always been a boring team. Uh, but whatever, you know, little fantasy relevance some of these guys had uh, has in the last year and a half been completely destroyed by Mariota and its uh, and his uh, uh, you know quarterbacking and it, it, what's weird is uh, if you remember Arvind even until early part of last season Mariota used to run a lot I mean right I mean mm-hmm. he was kind of the, uh, the the definition the prototypical definition of the Lamar uh, Jacksons the Kyler Murrays of today and A he seems to have lost some of that or not uh, basically all of that mm-hmm. and he is uh, he doesn't take any chances as a passer either so he's he's the ultimate definition of the titans boring completely you know like watching paint dry type style of football and unfortunately on top of it he also is error prone nowadays so i'm glad to see that tana hill is going to take over which is a statement which in itself <laughs> is ridiculous but, but but hopefully that means some things uh, can shape up from a fantasy standpoint for that team. Yeah, I forgot about A.J. Brown. He used to have a nice uh, season. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. So he's been a nice story, I have to admit. Cool. So the last AFC division is, of course, uh, closer to home AFC West. Uh, let's start with the Raiders. Raiders have been... Um, um, I would say better than I expected, especially after the An- Antonio Brown fiasco. Kudos to John Gruden for doing something positive after almost a year and a half. Um, at three and two, I think they have an outside shot at being a playoff relevant uh, team. In terms of fantasy, I guess the Titan Waller is the one who sticks out. Uh, Tyrell Williams, the receiver, has been decent too. He has been catching touchdowns. Um, and that, that's kept him very fantasy relevant. But this Waller guy seems to be legit. Uh, Kerr, you know, Card is hanging in there, but he seems to be looking uh, at Waller for uh, a, a, you know all things good in that offense. Of course, um, Josh Jacobs, I guess, has been amazing as well. But I, a lot of people kind of expected him to me. I think he was drafted at a pretty decent ADP, and it's I'm glad that he is. Uh, you know, uh, proving that to be right. But Waller has been a pleasant surprise to me. Uh, how about you? 
Yeah, Waller and Jacobs to me have been the stories for the Raiders. Uh, uh, have been the story for the Raiders from a fantasy standpoint and a reality standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. I think Tyrell Williams uh, has been like a touchdown machine, uh, but it feels like it, you know the script or the storyline for the Raiders. Uh, is the same pretty much every game, whether they win or lose, which is to have Jacobs run the hard yards, mm-hmm. for Carr to look at no one other than Waller to take them from the 20 to the 20, and then once they are in the 20s, they basically look for Tyrell Williams to kind of uh, seal it with a touchdown. And I think for what it's worth, that uh, model is working very well. And you know what? For all the jokes that were uh, you know thrown at uh, Gruden prior to the season and the fact that the Raiders, for no plausible reason, were being regarded as a laughing stock. You know what? I'm actually happy that the right. team is in contention, is winning games, and I think Gruden is proving that you know at the end of the day, some of his methods do work. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I agree. Especially us living in this area, it's it's definitely. Uh, you used to be a season ticket holder for the Raiders, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to see them do well. Unfortunately, they won't be a local team anymore next year. But uh, looks like a lot of fans locally are going to stick with them. So uh, let's see how it goes. But this year, they have outside shot at the playoffs, I think. Maybe even an inside shot, right? Who knows? Um, exactly. Um, the, the team to beat in that division is obviously they're the Kansas City Chiefs, who are on a kind of a two-game losing streak and, uh, you know, there's a lot of question marks now after a really hard start. I I would say they have been a little uh, worse than I thought they would be in terms of, uh, at least I guess it's a recency bias, the last two games. But overall, they are 4-2. and two. Uh, They will be fine, I think. They will probably go into Foxborough to play the uh, Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Um, Mahomes has been great. Um there, I think, where I thought they would be, except that lately the expectations went up and then the last two games it's been crashing down. And they seem to have some legitimate problems. I think they may have to go back to some basics and you know run the ball more and get a little more grounded in terms of what they want to run on offense and things like that. In terms of fantasy, I guess Mahomes is uh, fantastic, obviously, and he's been great. Um, Tyreek Hill just got back from injury, and I think he is—he continues to be the guy to own in that uh, offense, fantasy-wise, other than Kelsey, of course. Uh, the disappointment is really the rushing attack. It's been pretty much uh, non-existent so far. That Those are my fantasy thoughts on them. Uh, what are yours? Very similar to what you said, I think uh, uh, you know the Chiefs are in uh, uh, from a reality standpoint. I think the last two games have been reality checks for them. I think there had been this whole aura uh, about them being an offensive juggernaut that a was visible in the first four weeks, but also then was also hyped a lot by the media. You know, in calling them the new greatest uh, show on turf, and mm-hmm. I think some of that kind of it seemed like got in their head uh, with some of the play calling in the last two weeks where it seemed like they were trying to be too cute. And I think it is something you mentioned in one of our offline conversations as well. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of quite apparent in the way they kind of started the game against the courts as well as, you know, this past weekend against the uh, against the 
uh, Houston uh, team. The fantasy aspect of it also is kind of frustrating, Arvind. In my mind, you know, Kelsey is Kelsey. Mahomes is a stud. Tyreek Hill, now that he's back, is, you know, obviously going to be great. The rest of their offensive skill players, it feels like, is a complete lottery and an unknown one at that. Where in any given day, you can have a Sammy Watkins, you know, scoring 30 fantasy points. But basically, he spends the next four weeks not even getting one-tenth com- uh, that one tenth that many points combined so that is going to be the question mark for the rest of the season that as long as you have a Kelsey or a Mahomes or a Hill you're good but you kind of can't rely on any one of the other guys to be a sustained steady contributor for your fantasy team yeah agreed agreed I think uh, that's something that is I think different from last year right or at least last year they were a pleasant surprise this year I think the expectations were all jacked up so, uh, in re- relative to that, it's been a disappointment in some of those positions. Um, exactly. Speaking of disappointments, uh, about them charges, they have been really a big disappointment, way off of where I thought they would be. Uh, a lot of people picked them to be the real Super Bowl contender and things like that. At two and four, they're exactly moving in the opposite direction. Um, Coincidentally, it's almost like Melvin Gordon came back and then everything, you know, went for a toss. Um, I don't think they're going to be relevant the rest of the way. It's pretty disappointing considering, you know, Philip Rivers is getting up there in age and they've been doing this year in and year out and it never seems to work out for them. Um, yeah, fantasy-wise, I think they're not going to be... Uh, I mean, not fantasy-wise. Sorry, reality-wise, they're not going anywhere. Now, fantasy-wise, uh, they're pretty interesting, right? Uh, as a Keenan Allen owner, I've seen him just be amazing for a few weeks. Now he has pretty much disappeared. And then, um, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon just came back from his, uh, you know, vacation or whatever he was doing. <laughs> And he, I don't know where his future is headed. They're, they're a little messy fantasy-wise as well. So I don't know. I said this about one of the other teams, Colts. These guys are the opposite in the sense that these guys' fantasy and reality seems to mirror each other as well, but not in a good way. Uh, yeah, and it feels like the Chargers uh, are kind of snake bitten. You know, I think, uh, uh, you know, they have had uh, uh, kicking issues for what? The better part of the last decade. And this year, it felt like they finally had the kicker they needed. Uh, You know, the guy, I forget his name, Badgley or someone, who seemed to have done last year. So they kind of carried him over. And he got injured. Then they got someone else who got injured. And then they got someone else who stunk up so they now have uh, whatever on their fourth kicker Mm -hmm. so that is something that seems to be a carryover for them on top of which i see a very steep decline in rivers his decision making seems very shoddy Uh, it's not helped by the fact that their offensive line has been completely decimated and i think that has an effect going to the fantasy side of it that has an effect on uh, the uh, the production that you're seeing from uh, Keenan Allen or uh, Mike Williams or even from their running backs. And I know that Eckler was a you know fantastic surprise in the early part of the season. But I think, and you and I again have talked about this before, eventually 
you get worked out in the NFL or even in the NBA, I mean, any of these professional leagues, defenses figure you out. And I think if you are kind of that gadget player such as an Eckler, who's not a prototypical running back, he's more of a gadget player like a Dion Lewis, people figure out how to stop you. So that is something that you've seen happen in the last couple of weeks. I think eventually the Chargers will be back as far as their offense is concerned, but I don't think that will translate to them winning too many games. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we are uh, in agreement on that. And, you know, by the way, have we ever spoken about the San Diego Chargers without uh, talking about their kicker in the last 15 years? <laughs> right. Poor <That's> guys. <laughs> Remember Nate Keating? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> He was one of their, uh, what, last good ones, right? Yes, except even he would go bad in the playoffs, just when they need him the most. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's not even his fault. Marty Schottenheimer used to, like, stop doing anything on offense as soon as they hit the 40-yard line. And the poor guy would have to make, like, a 57-yard field goal to tie or win the game. And, of course, he's going to miss it, right? That's one of my pet peeves, Ravi. I hate when coaches go ultra-conservative as soon as they hit 40-yard line in the last minute or so. Just go another 10 yards, right? Just make it easy for your kicker. I know this is a a complete detour, but it's interesting you say that because A, I completely agree with you, but B, as a very recent example of it, did you catch the Monday Night Football game last night? Yes, I was going to go the same place. Let me guess where you're going. I have no idea why the hell they wouldn't let uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers pass at the end of the first half, right? So, well, actually, that was one big thing. Yes. The second piece that was equally stunning to me was what happened at the end of the game where Jamal Williams basically sat down without scoring a touchdown. Yes, and yes. In order to kill the clock so that Detroit doesn't have enough time, uh, you know, once Mason mm-hmm. Crosby kicks a field goal. Now, in my mind... <laughs> what if he missed it? The modern kickers are missing extra points. What's it, the guarantee that he would have made the field goal? Is, so that makes no sense, especially given the fact that the Packers are trailing at that point. Exactly. I was thinking about that too. What if he misses that field goal? That would be like... Yeah. Uh, I, you can't... You, you have to blame the entire like the team if he missed it. Usually, the kicker gets all the blame. But in this case, the coach, everybody would, would have been blamed because they could have easily taken seven points another way. I was thinking about the exactly. same thing too. Uh, but I also noticed at the end of the half, first half, uh, they pretty much killed the clock and they wouldn't let Aaron Rodgers uh, pass. I, I thought that was ridiculous too. I think he was pissed. Yeah, yes. I think he was pissed actually. But... Um, but yeah, that's the San Diego story, the kicker saga through the years. Um, <laughs> the last team in the AFC West is uh, the Denver Broncos, uh, Joe Flacco's new home. Um, that's probably all we need to say about it. So they are not being good either in fantasy or reality. But in reality, people say that they are just a bounce here or bounce there uh, from being 4-2 or even 5-1 and one because they've had some close losses. Uh, but I'm not buying that story. I, I think they're mediocre at best. Uh, they have a mediocre quarterback. E- everything is mediocre about that team. And I think they're about where they need to be. Uh, I don't expect much from them in the second half, except maybe they bench... Uh, uh, Joe Flacco, and that's probably my fantasy 
point right i think if they go to if the drew lock era starts maybe there is some excitement with some other receivers in terms of their fantasy value i'm looking forward to that as a cotton certain owner especially aside from that i don't see much fantasy wise there as well what do you I, think yeah i think on the reality side the denver broncos to me at least feel like another one of those buffalo bills tennessee titans type of teams which are boring to watch nothing mm-hmm. uh, nothing happens you know for the first uh, 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 95% of the game and in the last 5 minutes if they're going to win the game they somehow eke out a win or they find ways to lose it uh, it's a team in my mind at least uh, arvin seems directionless like i had no idea what uh, john elway is trying to do uh, he was obviously one of the greater quarterbacks that's ever played the game but as a, a general manager or a team orchestrator i think he's been an abject failure uh, yeah, and i yeah. think from a fantasy standpoint to me the only bright spot in the in 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 this season has been sutton i think sanders has been kind of besieged with injuries uh, i think lindsay's been good but again he's stuck in that very weird timeshare with uh, royce freeman where i think both of them have been productive so it cannot be that you would want major changes to the way those guys are sharing carries mm-hmm. but the problem is it's not making either of them into kind of a serviceable number 1 or number 2 running back so i think that's been a problem sutton's been great i think sutton's been fantastic uh, i'm assuming he'll probably finish the year as a top 15 wide receiver which is far 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 more uh, you know promising than uh, what we all assumed he would be at the beginning of the season yes true All right so that wraps up AFC I think we should do NFC as a, another part later in the week what do you think Yes I agree Yeah so yeah that was great uh you know reconnecting and kicking off this part again let's do one soon and uh, get into the NFC side of things Perfect looking forward to it Thank you hey, 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 hey.